right, greetings and salutation, friends. Welcome back to yet another episode of The Vital Check. I am your friendly neighborhood pediatrician, Dr. Joe, alongside... Your friendly neighborhood DJ, <laughs> DJ Critical. And today we have two very special guests. They are two sisters that I never had, but I currently have. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyways, I love these ladies, so I'm going to let them introduce themselves. First... Hi everyone, my name is Annabelle Sauls and I am a consultant uh, for one of the big four. Um, and I actually just recently became a cat mom. Ooh, cat very mom. Nice. <laughs> awesome. I'm Christy Bell Garcia. Well, Dr. Christy Bell Garcia. Oh. Right, right. Um, and, I, <laughs> and I serve as a hired administrator with a focus on success and equity work um, when I'm not on a college campus. I am home with two little boys who keep me going from one football field to another and hockey and all kinds of things. So um, th- that's my, f- my two full-time jobs. It's uh, keep me busy. Yeah. All right. I'm a dad of none. <laughs> and, and I, d- I don't have no... And a future dad, right? I mean, yeah. Eventually? Yeah, yeah. And I don't have any peps. I just have a lot of sneakers. <laughs> Which take the same amount of space. Yeah. <laughs> space, time, maintenance. Yeah. I mean, Similar. Just the cost alone, yeah. right? Similar, yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. expensive. It's a high, it's a high maintenance Sneaker uh, dad. profession. Yeah. Okay. It's a new thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch out, you sneaker dads. Okay. <laughs> so let's jump into our humble brag. So, DJ Critical, I think you have one for us. My humble bra- brag this episode will be uh, Michaela Janae, which is a good friend of mine that I've uh, known for a long time. She's a aspiring singer. It's not even aspiring now, like she's like made it. Uh, She was featured on the last season of Insecure, like one of the last episodes. Yeah, yeah, see you didn't find that out. I didn't, I didn't know (laughs) that. um, One of her songs called Mad Bitches, which I I liked from like 2000 and something like she put out. Yeah, I'm always like first. Yeah, I'm like the good A&R, not like you bad A&Rs out there. I'm one of the good ones to actually go out and find talent. But that's another episode. Oh oh my! So Michaela Janae, she's featured on uh, Dreamville's Dreamville Fest, which is uh, going on currently in North Carolina, which Mm -hmm. is a a variation of a variety of different artists from J Cole to Boss to. DJ Drama and just a, a bunch of people putting on a really good festival and she was one of the invited guests so we're very happy that you know she's seeing success and getting awareness and hopefully she's gonna blossom into the great superstar that she is. Awesome so big up to our friend Michaela. Michaela what up? Uh, so that's nice. Yeah that's pretty nice. Um, so tell us let's pivot into this critically critically single segment so this what kind of hotels do we have now <laughs> speaking of hotels i went to a jasmine Sull- oh i went to a jasmine sullivan concert uh oh i'm jealous and it was really good she was really good i saw people's instagram stories yeah i went all the way to philadelphia for her oh yeah, is she, she from philly she is from philly oh, so that was a good show it was she mm-hmm. i think i feel like she really like put on extra sauce on it because she was oh, in her hometown. I tried to get tickets in Brooklyn, no sold out like almost immediately. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see her somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it just worked out. Um, So my hotels this week. We gotta keep it short because the topic um, we have for you guys this week is just jam packed. Let's see, Um, I, all right, so when you're dating and you can, well, we're married. Oh, you two are we're married. Yeah, we're, we're married. Okay, okay, okay. We're out so ratioed. At some point when y'all were dating, bringing p- 
people that you date around your like friends and family. I'm having, I wouldn't say difficulty, but I'm just having some type of, uh, is a discrepancy on when and where to bring people that I'm dating. Um, I feel that um, people that I'm dating feel like they should come around my friends a lot more often when I'm, when I say, oh, I'm just going hanging out with some fellas or I'm going to a, a, a kickback or a shindig and then I don't invite them. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. some type of way. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Let, let's, let's hear it. Um, I'd, I'd just be like, why don't you want to bring me around? Am I not good enough? Am I not cute enough? Do you have somebody else? Is this not serious enough? Mm. Right? Like, so I think it might Come amplify for insecurities right. for someone, right? Mm. Um, or is it like, hey, I'm not comfortable bringing folks around my circle my circle until we're at a certain level and i think if one is explicit about that then it changes the dynamic, the dynamic. right okay. so All it's right. like it's not about it's not a you thing it's a me thing and my my thing is i just don't be like it's like if you had yeah, right? like you, you know if you had kids you wouldn't be like i'm gonna bring them to everybody so your right. friends circle and your family those are your people right so i'm not comfortable just bringing anybody when i'm ready i will bring the right person that's what that's where i'm at that's okay. that's my that's fair. explanation because I don't like it's not just that one specific person. It's like I haven't really ever brought anybody like never ever. Uh, by accident maybe, but not like nobody's made the cut yet. Into, wow, yeah. wow. Into, the inner, into That's the a inner inner pressure circuit. though. Like yeah. maybe you need to take the first. You need to jump in, right? Like maybe there is the right person. I, I think I think that's that's part of it. I think I'm gonna do that one of these days. I'm just gonna like, <laughs> just, gonna be like you know what like. Come on, I'm going here. Let's just go together. But like, is it a you thing, or are you worried about how your family's going to actually react? Because not, you haven't had that experience. It's yet. more so my friends, because I don't really hang out with my family that much. No, I'm lying. Well, it's a, it's like certain family members mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm around a lot, and I have. But I think what I realized that I brought people around, and they were just like whack. Yeah. It was wait, like wait, it was like dumb. like the the the, the person the like the interaction. Yeah, it was just oh, like. That, so don't waste so long. I think you know what? I think you need to change the dynamic. You're probably wasting time with people that are not going to be great. So then, I think you just bring them, and if they vibe, it's a good litmus. Yeah, it's okay. a good litmus test, right? It's yeah, sort of it like is. you already know. Like, do I spend more time and with pour more alone? effort right. into okay. this person? Okay. If if this dynamic is important to me, right? Like mm-hmm. if it's important for this person to to gel and click with the, the important people in yeah. my life, right. you want to know that sooner. Then, so like then later. Yeah, then that's later. That's a good point. Then you take them for like six months and then you're like, oh, they're whack. And, and that's like detrimental to you and that person because that whole time that person might be feeling a certain type a certain, of way. Yeah. yeah, I've had that. And that strife is just very uncomfortable for all parties involved. All right, I'm going to bring... All right, next function, I'm bringing whoever... I'm dating. But then what I realize is that, so when you're dating, you're dating multiple people sometimes, most of the time, right? And I've well, been... I don't think, none of us have known that life. So. Yeah. Okay. You're so. like one man type of girl. Joey yeah. is closing a ladder about her personal life right now. Yes. Like Dr. Joe just so, so when, I, when I'm dating, I'm dating probably like two, maybe three, probably two people. So I. So brought, maybe we say getting to know. I'm getting to know because I feel like dating is a little bit more. It's serious. a little bit more serious. Right. Okay. So when I'm getting to know these women, I've brought one 
around and it was cool. And then I brought the other one around and it wasn't so cool. So that's where I'm like trying to pick and choose where I bring who. Mm. Bring the it's, one that, that we like it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring the one that the community is into, right? <laughs> yeah. I think if you trust the community, if the community has your back, uh, yeah, they like probably will feedback. not. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes when you're really into somebody, like you got blind spots, like real big yeah, blind spots, yeah. like you just can't see. That is true. Yeah. Um, and if y'all are like physically gelling and there's like this, like you could also have major, major blind spots because they just feel real good, right? So mm, mm. I think trusting the community to be like, keep me honest, like, is this person a total whack? Yeah, most of the time <laughs> I just keep people I'm getting to know to myself and they're mm. just like my own little world, but I want to share sometimes. It's good because you get that feedback. Like you yeah. might, you might not be getting that. You're not seeing things that yeah. other people yeah, might. If you trust it. those other people, because I have to say, then there's just the people that are going to be haters, no matter, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And I think at the end, you know, you choose who you want to be around with. But if it's important that they have that dynamic, right? Like, mm-hmm. then you do sort of want to bring them around, get that feel. And it's like okay, and then you invest more time and energy into that person. Or not. Yeah. Or not. Exactly. And I've also found like it's hard when people are really head over heels about a particular person, it's hard to convince them otherwise right. of that person's character. I've been there too. Um, yeah. Even if you are a trusted person, you are in the inner circle, but sometimes those blind spots are so like, All right, this, you just become blind, period. This last point. So there was somebody that was very interested, like head over heels, like nobody can tell me anything about them, right? Mm-hmm. But I confided in some of my friends on how I felt about my treatment from that person at certain times. And when I brought them around, they they weren't too taking to that person because they know how that person made me feel. So that made that yeah. person, it was, it was awkward for them because I was upfront. I was like, oh, well, I told her about, you know, what we were going through and she doesn't she doesn't really like you that much and she's like oh my gosh like they don't even know me like that yeah but they know how you treated me and they don't like anyone hurting me so there's gonna be another conversation because that was like a birth that was like a birthday situation so it was a lot of my friends and then they was just like giving her the eye Mm, and stuff i've done that that. i've definitely done that what giving uh somebody i dated that not not you per se because oh. I, I can't keep up with you but hey uh, that was back then <laughs> it's just I'm, I'm more in contro- general like i'm more controlled now um so we'll talk that's definitely gonna be another conversation when you yeah. let when you share your relationship sp- issues does that give other people permission to then well, comment th- yeah they they don't comment they just they just well they prejudge that person they so do. now it's yeah. like they won't give that person a the fair chance right. they don't chance because they, they they're sticking to like right they're they have your Their back. Allegiance is They're kind of exactly. Right. They have your back, so they don't. Everything else kind of. The person can be a saint, and it goes out the window exactly. because at this point. So that happens a lot with fam, like family members too, right? Like it's sort of what they say: you do not go and tell your mom, exactly, and your dad yeah. about your spouse or exactly. your who you're with because they are. They're gonna be on like the defensive mm-hmm. when they see that person. The only thing they yeah. see is the the well, bad thing that right. they in um, that exactly. moment. Yeah, and yeah. you're gonna have arguments, right? And a relationship's not always going to be ideal. It's, it's not always you're gonna have that argument and then two days later you're, you're like in honeymoon right. back to your honeymoon and everybody else is still upset yeah 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 all right so i'm gonna jump i'm gonna bring everybody everywhere and i'm not gonna indulge in information okay we'll all see right. how that works that out. was quick yeah. <laughs> i'm here for it i'm waiting for the update oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're gonna know we need a check-in yeah for sure <laughs> so now we're going to pivot into something that's not as 
fun, I no, guess. No, it's not. Um, but it's, it's important. It is very important. Um, so in this room, we have three women of Dominican descent. Um, all first generations. Oh, uh, we, we know. <laughs> we know. It's a great place. Uh, DJ Critical loves some Dominicans. Yeah, I do. Um, and, right, so in the media, we have seen... I call it a circus because honestly, I hate watching the news. I read it, and when I do read it, as you guys know, I only read the titles. <laughs> um, so, watching this confirmation hearing for Judge Brown Jackson um, has been somewhat, um, how can I say? Uh, it hits close to home, right? Um, as the first woman of color, let's just put it, just as the first black woman to be nominated as a Supreme Court justice, um, right, that in itself was a feat. Um, But what was displayed by our compatriots, I guess you can say, because right, we're all Americans, I guess. I'm Um, Jamaican. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jamaican. I get to pick and choose, like, you know. Yeah, no, I do the same thing. Yeah, this time I'm Jamaican face. Right, it's just it's, it's disheartening. Um, so we wanted to talk today about our experiences. Right, we are in very um, how competitive. No, uh, we're in careers where there's not many of us. Okay, when you are the minority, the minority of the minority of the minority. Right, so we're already minorities, minorities, but right. like in these it spaces, just gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, you're and like the less than one percent, or you're the only. You are the only. Oh, and that that's. That's hard. That's another thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have these two amazing women here. Um, and I just wanted to have this conversation because I know even in my circle of friends, right, we're minorities in our fields and it's hard, right? Sometimes there's this thing called the minority tax where right now a lot of folks are talking about equity, diversity, inclusion. And right, because you're the only black person or because you're only the brown person, it's your task to teach us all about oh, yep. these topics. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not fair. So we just wanted to chat today about our lived experiences being that person in the room or being, um, you know, the minority token person um, for your Mm -hmm. significant or I don't even know. I'm just mumbling at this time. One of the bells who want to go first. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think for for me, I often refer to navigating historically white spaces. Folks be talking about predominantly white spaces. I was like, they are historically constructed this way and they are intentionally constructed to benefit and maintain power for certain people. And so the truth is, when you navigate those spaces, what you're really navigating is people's unwillingness, inability, lack of desire to let go of power. What people are trying to preserve in these systems mm. often is power. Yeah. Right. And so they are comfortable with you to the extent that they don't have to give up power. Mm. They are comfortable with the symbolicness of your arrival. Mm. They love to flaunt you. They love to celebrate you. They love that you are your amazing, wonderful dynamic. Until you challenge them. Until Until you challenge Mm -hmm. them, right? Until you are like, mmm, You can surpass them or you gain the power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Until you are pushing back with the structures and the systems that are in place right um until you are calling people in in a different way mm-hmm. then it's like mm, well why y'all always you know why is that always the topic right like why is mm-hmm. um so i think it's an interesting it's an interesting place to be right because often we're trying to decide like how 
how often do I want to have to be the advocate in the room, right? Mm. And do I always have to be the one to raise, to, bring, raise to amplify, right. Mm. to, right? Like, I am not the spokesperson for all black and brown folks. For BLM and right? all that. Like, yeah. uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Um, I am not an expert on all of these things. Yeah. I am personally an expert on DEI in terms of, like, my scholarship, in terms of, like, my work. Um, but I, not every topic in DEI, right? Like, DEI is huge, right? Ginormous. Um, ginormous, right? Um... And so what happens when there's this expectation that you have to be that person, right? On a constant, you know, to the minority tax, right? Like you are constantly put in a position to be that person. Or any initiative is like DEI initiative, you should you, be. You, you, suddenly You become the face and like, you know, that pressure of like you have to, st- and then you're speaking for a whole group of people. Right. Right. Like With you diverse stop talking about, right, you're stop talking about, from your own perspective but you're carrying right like you're speaking for this whole group of people. like i don't know that i want to speak for a whole group of people like right. i don't know and that i want to different we are right like that that even within communities that we think are similar we're so diverse different, yeah. right and that there's all these intersectional parts right like it's not the same to be even for us you know Dr. Joe saying, you know, three Dominican women and our experiences are, are different, right? Different, in yeah. a lot of different ways, right? Yeah. For me, my parents, my dad came when he was seven years old to the mm-hmm. U.S., right? And so both my parents went to elementary school, middle school, and high school in this country, right? And they have a lived experience that's different than your mom coming in, co- like, co- after Pregnant. college, right? After Pregnant, yeah. Yeah. right? Annabelle came here to go to college. She grew up on the island, right? Like, right. but they think that they see us together Y'all must all be the, the same. The right? same. The yeah. same. <laughs> you must eat the same yeah. rice and beans. Right? One is the same, right? When they think about you, think of like you know Latin food. All of a sudden, it's not just tacos. Like we all don't eat the same food. Like some of it is very similar, obviously, because we have, but similarities. Right. Similarities, but it's, it's just very though. different. Everybody, well, everybody. Well, but also that this country does that, right? It like decided. I was thinking about this. Uh, to prepare for today and I was like when did I when did I become like a Latina right (laughs) right because when my and not just a Latina Afro Latina right like (laughs) my cousin when I was like 17 was like you know you know you're black and you know that you're like an Afro Latina I'm like bro I'm Dominican I was like what you talking about right but all of a sudden I had to fit into a box box, so that people category right right, they they had to put me somewhere where they could understand me where they could they can like me. rationalize it and sort of fit you control you and they, you can, and and they decide and they decided for you, in, yeah. in which box i'm supposed to fit in right yeah. and if you start but if you start pushing against that box there's a lot of discomfort right there's a lot of tension because they are not okay right like institutions and organizations and senior leadership they they like it when you fit into and you're just complacent and you're just right right? where you are it was even with like the confirmation it was all the celebration about like oh my goodness did you all see how poised she was and how she was and it was like y'all just normalized like trauma on the national landscape and said it was okay yeah 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 these dudes came after her. her. Yeah, OD. Yeah. And dudes including white women, like dudes. Yes. <laughs> the category. The days. The days. Yes. Came out their face. Yeah. And we just sat there for the show and we're like, oh my God, we hope she doesn't break. Make sure right, she doesn't cry. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, you don't you don't want to be the typical, like, uh, black person to, like, oh, the act, angry right, black act, woman. The angry black woman to, like, you know, be combative or like 
do a little head roll or mm, all the yes. stereotypical things yeah. that they would expect or they like I feel like they was just like poking her like just to see like all right we're gonna like we're gonna let her break but then like again with that feat of becoming the first black woman as a uh, supreme court justice nominee right now there's that added pressure right they're watching the performance mm -hmm. and even if like right the comparison between brett kavanaugh when he was confronted with <clears throat> the allegations right he was allowed to have outbursts mm -hmm. right and we were just saying he's defending himself but unfortunately for Judge Brown Jackson, she's not allowed that, right? She's not that, extended that, same, that, grace. that yep. same grace, exactly, to display anger or react with outrage because then, as we mentioned, she's going to be labeled the angry black woman. Well, we have to be excellent. Like, that is the additional, like, the burden that we have. Like, I, I work in financial services, and so I walk in predominantly white male spaces and even, right, my white female colleagues I even think about like how you dress how you show up right because that's that's another that's thing. thing i'm yeah. expected to look a certain way that fits it's non-threatening it's sort of conforming into what would make other people feel, feel comfortable, comfortable. and i've had him in, in like my first job out of college i had a manager say oh well how ethnic does your hair look today like oh, oh how my. you know my natural curly hair so the fact that he thought that that was appropriate or that he was you know kind of that's a compliment actually was in a, on a call the other day and this young this young black woman was on the call and she broke down in tears and she was saying that a colleague a white female touched her hair oh just touched her hair like the fact that people feel that they have access to us that they can attack us on this national stage that we can that that's okay and that we're not safe, right? The yep. reality is that we're not safe. Yeah. And that's what's scary, right? Like that your physical body is not safe, that yeah. your mental health is not safe, that your emotional health is not safe, that you are constantly vulnerable, right? Yeah. To the attacks, that you are constantly on edge, right? Imagine what that does, Dr. Joe, right? <laughs> to your, let's talk about hormones, right? Like what is that like to be in constant fear? If yeah. you live in constant fear. So then when we talk about why do we have the highest rates of fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. You start wondering why, like, the health of black women is the way that it is, right? Like, why do we have high mortality rates in birthing black women more than in other populations? Mm -hmm. Like, and then we account for the effect, the physical effect of racism on our bodies. Yeah. Right? My husband says that all the time. He's like, why do you think I have high blood pressure? Like, that, you Being know, why do you think black <laughs> men, like, you know, I'm yeah. married to yeah. a young African-American man. He's like, why do you think I have high blood pressure? Like, yeah, I can't even go running edge. in my right. neighborhood yeah. mm -hmm. without, you know, the worrying if somebody can kill me or, or shoot kill, me yeah. or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Like, that is in the back of people's minds. And so it's the fact that you can't show up as your, people like to use this I word now, you're through, authentic, through authentic self, right, at work. Like, no, we can't right. because we, like, to Christy Bell's point is like the institutions is not like for you to show up as your true authentic self because it threatens the comfort and the norm of what it is, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I'm, I'm thinking I'm like, I don't even dare wear jeans to work. Like senior leadership be rolling up on a Friday with jeans and I'm still like in my dress jacket, right? Like, yeah, there was like a, a female coach for, uh, I think it was a college team, mm -hmm. uh, a women's team and she was like curvy whatever and she was like she wore like a pantsuit 
but it was just that the way it fit her mm. and she wore like heels so they felt like it was inappropriate for her to, to dress like that and it's just inappropriate because it was like fitting but because she has any, a real body she has, with right. like real curves if anybody else our curves because our curves scare them and it was like a big thing where oh she shouldn't be wearing that as a as a basketball coach and that was just absurd to me i was like reading it I was like yo this world is just we are held to a different standard and that's 100%. like and you feel that throughout life like we felt that in school like anything we do has to be like it's above like, excellent there's yeah. like yeah. excellent and we have to be above excellent because that's what it takes right to go back to talking about you know the the hearings and the, like the confirmation is like she could be she has to be without blemish because they were after her yeah yeah and that's what it is. You have to live that life to where you're without blemish because, oh, you know, God forbid. It's, you know, it's it's what it is. And you feel that pressure. You know, you have to live up to this, like, standard. And that's exhausting. That's tough. It is that's exhausting. That's exhausting. And, like, I, I think, um, what's his name? Senator Cory Booker alluded to this, but, right, the sense of we have to work twice as hard to get half as far. Um, so it is exhausting. And I, and... My friend and I, we coined this term of complain and conform because it's just like you're so tired of advocating for the system and trying to advocate for change, for improvement, for the better, for the people coming behind you. But at the end of the day, the system doesn't want to change. And unless you're in a leadership role, it is hard to be an employee, a trainee or whatever it is outside of leadership to to change the system and then at that point you just conform you're like you know what f it like i'm just I'm just here to do my job you know i'm just I'm gonna here. clock in yep. clock out and you know whatever happens happens because then like you are exhausted and um, but i'm gonna push back on that right because i've still seen like young people come together and organize to create change like so i'm down like i understand and i also i'm like we we have to think about how we can continue to shift the paradigm instead of waiting for it to trickle down, right? Like that there is huge power in like movement, right? Mm -hmm. Like when young people convene, right? Like when folks, communities organize, yeah. like it's really often that our communities are not able to organize strategically given right. a variety of, of factors reasons. of no right of no like fail like not that we don't want to organize right yeah. not that right like that the competing demands, right? That the exhaustion, that the burden, that the fill in the blank. Um, but the power still lies there. Mm -hmm. And I think anytime we've lost hope that there's still power like within, um, it can get really dark really fast. It can get really dark really fast. I'm thinking about like students on college campuses and the ways that they organized right after mm -hmm. um, George Floyd's murder and led to many, many universities creating significant changes, right? Mm -hmm. um, has all of it progressed in the way maybe not right there's still a lot to be desired but that young people were able to come at their institutions yeah. and their senior leadership and you had presidents and all these top leaders being like yes 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 we yeah, see you, you now to, right yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it came from, from something yeah from young people like saying like i will come to your door i have you know you getting 500 i we got we were getting emails from like alumni students like a massive campaign like flooding your inbox and you're like 
forward. You gotta hand <laughs> right, 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 right. My inbox is flooded. Like, what are we doing? When even, yeah, even in you know, in companies like corporate America, everybody hired. If you didn't have a DEI mm-hmm. person, you hired a, a high level executive to now oversee these programs. Right? There's there's a concerted effort, I think, to try and make strides. Like some of it is really ceremonial, and it yes. might just stay that way. Yes. Right? It's not. Some but symbolic, I think yeah. that we we can't to Christy Bell's point like we do have to stay hopeful and I think we need to keep pushing forward and I say this because it is hard and it is taxing but it is still there's glimmers of hope and it's rewarding because I know for me one of the the things I said to myself whenever I got into a position of leadership and I could hire people is I want to be intent right I can push back to like HR and say no you're not bringing me diverse enough candidates. Mm. No, I refuse to yet meet another white man, white male, right? Mm-hmm. right? And it's not to say that they're not qualified and they're not right. great people, but I'm like, if you're not intent, right? Like part of this work is being intentional yes. and it's hard, right? And it is pushing back and saying no. And I said no multiple times and I was really set on like, you know, like Biden said, I want to elect, I want to get, you know, the first black you know, judge in the Supreme Court. And I think we have to take the same stance sometimes yeah. in the spaces we navigate where we're intent. And I remember what it was like for me. And I remember my first job, there were three women. Only one of them was another woman of color. And there was one black male. <laughs> that was it. That was it. No. That was it. And so, and then now I, I look back now and I also see like the people that I've been able to like touch or mentor and and it hasn't been easy, but it has been rewarding. That's and I awesome. think that's it. Like we can forge for it, even if we just touch or change the life of like one, one right. person. Mm-hmm. It's totally worth it. Yeah. And to be there for like for each other, right? Yeah. Like to continue to build the, and strengthen the community. Um, I think having that mentorship is like essential, but not just the mentorship, right? Like also having like other folks that are going to sponsor you, that are amplify you, that are going to put you in, right? Like if our communities don't do that for, like if we don't do it for ourselves, we can't expect that it's going to happen anywhere else, right? Like we um, we can do that for each other. And often we we don't always feel that powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my, my thing is like, how do we just continue to like amplify that, right? Like the power is there. Like we are great. We are. We Even are. in simple thing. And I would think about, you know, so like, Christy Bell's dad was like the prime example of like leveraging your network. And oh, so right 100%. in the space that she navigates, I don't know, she would get all of a sudden it's like, oh, my daughter works in that space. You know, you should have your kid contact her. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just yeah. like we don't do that enough, but there's power. And so I was talking to a colleague the other day. And he's like saying he was helping this young man that is the son of the deli guy that his parents go to and i'm like oh yeah the bodega guy i'm like (laughs) you know so many transactions happen in those spaces and we take it for granted that we sometimes diminish the power of our community and like how many times and we were talking about this the other day even in the r like culturally it's always like, oh, your son's looking for an opportunity here. Oh, I know so-and-so and so-and-so. Yes, and so yes, and like, you know, yes. so the power of you kind of connecting the dots for people and bringing people together and you being that force to like make things happen, that's still alive and well. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't, we don't exploit it enough. Yeah. And, and like that our skills, right, and our talents, like we don't, we take them for granted, right? Yeah. Like mm. your pops is an entrepreneur. 100%. We don't talk about we don't talk about our bodegueros like in our like like they're entrepreneurs like they've been running businesses. They're businessmen, yeah, for, a long, yeah. for yeah. like a long time. They have you know our hairstylist creating a 
entrepreneurial space, but also like a mental health and wellness space, right? Like yes. self care, self care, but also like they're offering free therapy on a regular. Like yeah, I think this time while she's like blowing out my hair, and I'm like. I think that's I that just you pour out your heart. Like, you pour out your heart. Yeah. All about drama. Like, all about drama. And she has, like, I was like, she's better than the therapist I paid for, right? Right, right. And you're, right. Fe- and you're fed. And, and there's you're, coffee. You know, yes. And, like, yeah, they bring no, the cafecito, funny. the empanada. I, I just came from the hair stylist because she works at the basement of her house so like there was an older lady there we were talking about her move her mortgages then like then goes me and we're talking about my daughter she's like do you want water did you eat today like there's a yeah, tray of fat. coffee and brown sugar on the chair already and then the lady comes after me so then we're talking about like they attended a funeral like you know what the kind of food they serve right and it's just like there were literally three women here and my hairstylist was able to pivot the conversation like that's the, talent. yeah that, the woman that's... before me was like in her 70s right but somehow we found a common common ground, ground right and then the lady after me is like my mom's age and we found common ground because that the hairstylist was able to manage that conversation um so it, that, that is true that is definitely one that we walk into other businesses and we feel like they deserve right like our support our patronage right like our money like it's that is like if you have a local business and you know it's like you know minority owned why aren't you supporting that business right yeah it's sort of it might cost a little bit more right but that's what we need to do for each other because other communities do that and that is how they thrive like they keep it within yes you know okay. their community it's like if i'm gonna buy bread i'm gonna go to my you know Your local to my thing. local bakery <laughs> why not right well and they do that with like education like yeah. I like there was all this stuff about what's been happening with um like our specialized high schools in New York City, right? And you already- Brooklyn like, Tech is still one? Hey, hey. <laughs> What be happening at Tech? But also Roll that- Roll Tech. <laughs> y- y'all already know what happens there where people got like the inside scoop on how to prep for this. And they have, you know, in some communities, they are having all Saturdays academies where people are prepping. Dude, in college, I, tra- I <clears throat> literally was tutoring Chinese kids on how to pass the Brooklyn Tech test. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, I we went to a two-year summer immersion program yeah. to try to pass, barely pass this test, my Yeah, well, um, I mean, I did, I did well. Oh, I, I did not. I got into Bronx science. Oh, oh wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Well, I'm not going to the Bronx. Yeah. Oh, this is how us Bronx people who are on this call today feel. <laughs> sorry. About best that. No, sorry, sorry Brooklyn, we love you. But the uh, Bronx is everything. Oh, oh we're going to respectfully disagree. I'm going to bow out because... <laughs> like not getting in that turf war yeah, um, it really is like a, like i don't go to the like like i make it a point never to go to the bronx like, wow that's like wow. really strong like i felt that like that was like, so no, like, good people feel like, very really, strongly about the bronx. i never want to go there ever wow wow, wow. even if you find the woman of your like what no, no, if no, no, the woman no, no, no. like what, what happens if she's that? in that i feel like that's gonna happen that's that's why I stay out of the Bronx and I stay out of Harlem. Sometimes there may be some Bronx lingering in Harlem. No. Oh my God. Queens, You're missing out on Queens and, the, and Brooklyn. Ugh. And even Queens is like, eh, Queens. I'll do it, Queens. You're like, it's questionable, wow. but. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But the Bronx is just like, it's, it's, it's weird up there. It's a different New York. Yeah, it's weird. It's an incredible New York. It is. I just feel there's enough love, you know, to go around. <laughs> so, you know, it's spread the Brooklyn love. love. I mean, it, the irony, it's a Brooklyn way if you're from Brooklyn. But. 
if you're outside of Brooklyn, it's the love is lost. <laughs> Yeah. It's like you but, change that letter after the B. You're yeah. like, you know, it can't be, be the X. It could just yeah, be. Yeah, just, just the Bs. Yeah. Just the B. Yeah. Something but in then also, there. like, the Bronx likes to front that they have a preposition before them. So, like, the Bronx, right? None of the other boroughs or have that. Or the Bronx. Come on. Oh, yeah. I don't know nothing about this. I mean, I'm going to say when I, I, I did run my last half marathon, which is the New York City half. Um, the Bronx I, was the, the toughest part? No. No, no, we didn't go <laughs> into the Bronx. Oh, okay, but they cool. were the loudest cheerleaders. So when I saw the Bronx, runners they had the music popping they had a whole mob just it's like cheering you on area. but yeah. Bronx Pride is real it's very real yeah it's very real um, I mean I like Fat Joe and Remy Ma oh. and Big Pun listen they tried to burn down the Bronx and the Bronx survives so I'm just I'm I mean I like to say the Bronx is still burning but um, yeah. there's a lot of amazingness happening in the Bronx and they're gonna try to keep suffocating the Bronx but the Bronx is coming back J-Lo's from the Bronx I like J-Lo so we heard <laughs> Jenny from Castle Hill. <laughs> oh, yikes! <laughs> but no, but honestly, um, where, how did we get to Brooklyn Bronx? Oh, the Sorry. standardized test. Yes. Oh, the standardized yes. test. Um, but and the point I wanted to make was about how these co- many communities support each other and feed back into each other, even yes. in this way, right? Like they have. Saturday academies. Yeah. They have. They preserve their language yes. by having Saturday schools, right. Sunday mm-hmm. schools, and right. And so there's a lot that they are doing to maintain that, mm. and they do it for each other, right. And so if I if I know you know, yeah, right. Um, and I don't know that off that I think sometimes you know, and I can't obviously this is a generalization, but in many Latinx communities, that's not necessarily the way that we're operating, right? Like we're not necessarily always creating a pathway for the next person behind us, right? Like, we navigate it, and then you're like, well, you know, well, if people everybody work Everybody has to figure it out. Everybody has to figure it out. Damn bootstraps. Yeah. I hate the bootstraps. I was like, the bootstraps. And Dominicans, <laughs> I think they really, you know, it's like, you know, because we just work hard. We are hard-working people, right? And it's just like... Yes, or like it work can't be that easy because they think that you going through that trial by fire sometimes. I mean, no, why does everybody have to burn? Like you, <laughs> you already burned. So I can make it easy for you. Like why not? Exactly. Like let me tell you how to do. Let me. But tell then you. also I think like we're paranoid, right? Like anytime like I told my mom like oh I helped someone so oh be careful, right? Because you worked hard to get here and don't, don't let, let anyone mess, mess it, it up, up for you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like you know like what I could like all I can do is pray about it, right? Like. If God wanted me to be here and it's intentional Mm -hmm. that I'm here in this space, then, like, why not share the wealth, right? Like, why not open the doors? Because, yo, kicking these doors, like, my knees messed up. Like, millennial (laughs) mindset where we're just open to different thinking. Whereas, like, back in the days, they're just, like... Because even when my dad, who's, like, a very rigid Jamaican Rastafarian, he's, like, stuck in his ways... And me and my sister like try to like present different uh, outlooks on things today, and he's just like not. He, not even that he's not. He just doesn't have the the bandwidth bandwidth to like understand. Like no, like you know, this is okay. Like this is this is fine. This is not like you know, no one is coming after you. And he's like, yeah, and you're also not gonna lose your identity, right? right. I feel like they think like if you share, like then that opportunity, like you're going to give up your Why because we come from like it's this kind of scarcity mindset because mm. we also come from places of trauma where we've had to fight and things have been pillaged from us mm. right think about it like our ancestry is one of like we were trusting and people came and ravaged us 
right? And so I think to an extent, yeah. you carry that with you, mm-hmm. right? Very deeply. And then you have the monarchy come and exactly. There's oh, always I feel and, like it's like, and it's like in your in your DNA, right. basically, right? Like I think there's research that suggests that, right? Like that trauma literally like continue it like is like internalized into the into even the body, right? And so mm-hmm. like breaking generational traumas, right, is really trying to undo like centuries. Um, yeah, yeah, years mm-hmm. of, of that oppression of that, you know, you being kind of just yeah, you think if people were Ravaged. organizing, right? Like, if they hadn't socialized our communities that way, um, we would, you know, how long can something last had we found power within our, our own community, mm. but they figured out how to make us mistrust each other, yes. right? right? right. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So they create a system, and it continues to operate that way. Mm. To the point that we were making earlier, right? Like, if you build a system to function that way, you will preserve its power forever, yeah. Because, because it benefits you, right? Because it right. benefits you. So it you. benefits them to have us be in, you know, break us up, right? It, it benefits them to create categories that keep us right, right. separated. Mm-hmm. Um, it benefits them to continue to instill in us this mistrust, right? Like this competition, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that the thing we're striving for, because think about it, that definition of like success and better, they're defining that. That's true. Right, they're defining that so you feel that that's the better. Like when you're thinking about what should we strive for, it's, it's like that, you think, right? right like, no, my bodega is not good enough. But I, I will go pay twelve dollars for a sandwich at, you know, a deli. <laughs> but I complain to my local bodega guy that he's About charging right, yeah. me too much. With right? a better steak sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Shout out to my cousins in the Bronx doing the steak sandwich at the chopped cheese. Do the, like, <laughs> exactly. We do the same thing of like you yeah. r- go and pay a fancy, you know, maybe nail place, but you don't support your local you know entrepreneur person that you know that t-shirt that they made that that's their art but you mm-hmm. go into somebody's boutique and you'll you're willing to pay you know yeah the my, full ticket my local price. Little, uh, bodega raised prices on stuff and I'm like <laughs> okay well and you know inflation is real I get it. right like yeah, right. it's real right. absolutely just really but it's more us. of the intention behind yeah. of like every time you spend your money there you're letting that small business owner right that person know that you know you have their back and to me I was very intentional about that during the pandemic because it's like you want these businesses to be able to survive Mm -hmm. because when I we come out of it well we're coming out of it let me not say that too loud Um, I'm wary I know (laughs) it's like let me not say that too loud but it's like you're coming out of that you want that to still exist right you want it to be there you want to support it and think about like if you're leaving that as a legacy for your right because another thing is that generational wealth right like we've been deprived of that and so you're trying to build that that only sustains if the community is also behind that right like you Mm -hmm. need a village it really does take a village yeah indeed certainly and i'm grateful to have you ladies in my village and now DJ Critical's village. Yep, you're in my village. <laughs> you gave me good good advice early, and I'm going to implement it. He's yeah. bringing the he's bringing some friends up to the Bronx, so we can meet <laughs> some friends in the Bronx. What what is in the Bronx? The zoo, the Bronx Zoo. The There's bro- a lot of the botanical the gardens. Yeah. There's one in Brooklyn. The most green space of any borough. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I work in the Bronx too. So. And a lot of good food. There's a lot of good oh, food. Oh yeah, it's Arthur Avenue. There's oh, Arthur Ave, yeah. There's a diverse African population there. So yeah, any yes. type of African cuisine you can find in the Bronx. Yes. Okay, tell you what. 
Honduran, Garifuna food, Central American. I'm gonna food. take Dominican, a trip to the Bronx. Dominican Central, Puerto Rican food. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna take a trip to the Bronx. Oh, okay. he's coming. Like an excursion. I'm gonna lock my doors. <laughs> Ill Brooklyn. Ill. And uh, I mean, as long as you don't have a Honduran Acura, you're fine. See? Yeah. <laughs> That's anyway. That's in Brooklyn too. So I'm not letting y'all get away with that. Yeah, no. It's, I know where it's we're, we're everywhere. All right. All right. So. Fine. This was an amazing conversation. This is awesome. And I mean, it, it, I'm telling you, the the few times I see Christy Bell and we start talking, it's just like the passion and the rage starts like just, <laughs> just bubbling, emitting just like, <laughs> from our bodies. And we're just like, let's talk about this. And like, I'm telling you, if we don't cut ourselves short, like, she doesn't get to leave. Into the wee night of just like <laughs> immediate these. therapy. Yes. Dr. Joe was organizing back in college. I think she's, you know, there's been a lot that's gone on, Dr. Joe. We'll have to have this conversation yeah. later. But she's no, been organizing I mean, for power and to create access for as long as she has been. So um, pour back into her, homies. Pour back into her. <laughs> pour back. <laughs> Subscribe, like, follow, share. Yes. 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 yes, yes. We like, um, we like these guests. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, as we close out every episode, um, we assign the listeners and a random act of kindness. Yep. I'm going to tell you right now, I failed at the last one because I, as I tell you, my, my whole aura is complaining. <laughs> um, so I don't think I had one day of not complaining. Um, I thought about it. I started my, I made my day intentional, but then it's just, you know, life gets you. So we're gonna try it again with the different. We're gonna try it. Okay. With the yeah, I didn't complain. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. But that's, Except about the that's, Bronx, though. That's oh. not. A, that's really not a complaint. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that's towards the end of the week. But during the week, I was I was cool. But then you know, the Bronx. The Bronx. The Bronx. Got it. So this week, guys. All right. What are we gonna do this guys, week, guys? We are going to say, um, donate flowers to a nursing home. All right. Can I donate flowers? to anyone or does it specifically have to be a nursing home? Cause I'm, I'm a giver. We, we've established that. Sometimes I just give flowers. No, no, no. Not to people I date. I feel like our eldest is our forgotten population. And especially once you go behind the nursing home doors, mm. like I was reading a thread this morning about, you know, there's like lack of nurses in nursing homes. So just and like there, all these tragic stories. I'm like, my gosh. So a random person just go in there with like flowers and just like sit it down on the, the desk or something like that? I mean, I think we've, the times have allowed us to just put a an address and you can just get delivered. But then what is, the thing is about, even this comes with like donating like clothes and stuff, like mm. I kind of want to make sure that the right recipient receives what I'm giving. All right, so then you will be hand delivering flowers to a nursing home yeah. and whoever can do it, you know, just just donate some flowers, you know, just bring some sunshine to a place that sometimes gets forgotten. But maybe if you have an elderly person that's what that I was lives alone in like, your neighborhood, maybe that's also another yeah. act of kindness you can do. Like if you're aware, or, um, anybody in your building or somebody else's building, hmm. one of your many um, show love to an elder this week. Yes, how about exactly. that? Okay, that's that's less constricting. You know, your little hat has like a little heart sign too. Oh yeah, shout out to Fine Love Zoom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So with that kind folks, we are closing out episode numero cinco whoop, whoop. of the Vital <laughs> Check Show with Dr. Joe and DJ Critical. Bow. All right. Take care. Be well. Until next time. Bye.